What's up, everyone? We back with another episode. Thank you for tap tap tapping in with us today. If we gonna switch everything we normally do up, well, let's start with the new guests that we have here. Unfortunately, Bree could not be here today, so we found her substitute in your shape, as well as our special guest, Adonis. We're going to have a whole lot to talk about, and we're going to let them kind of talk a little about who they are and what they do around our campus, around our university, some of the things that they are part of a little bit in the episode today. But really and truly, let's just start with the question of the day. So y'all tell me, as y'all get older and you know at some point everyone will pass what do you want your legacy to be after you know our current life on earth and this open up to anyone anyone can you know start start us off so just let me hear how y'all feeling and i see this is something that uh some of us have been putting a lot of thought into (laughs) (laughs) what is that supposed to mean I'm just saying, man. Deep question. <sighs> legacy, legacy. That's a big word. That is a question. It's just hard to like put like I feel like a definition of legacy. Like when you think legacy, it feel like you gotta name like one specific thing. But I feel like a legacy could be a lot of different things. Like so, like I guess for me, I would like I would like my legacy to just be like kind of follow your dreams almost like. Cause I I wanna like I got or follow your dreams and set goals for yourself. Like I don't know if that technically count as a legacy, but I kind of just that's how I want. That's how I want to be remembered. Like I want people to remember me as somebody that had goals and somebody that reached their goals and did what they want to do through their goals. Like you know, mm-hmm. so people and, hearing your story would make them want to achieve what they have or yeah. what they think of for themselves. Type thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And like you you said it, like a legacy can be multiple pieces. So like some people's legacy even changed. Like a lot of people get known for one thing in like the beginning of their career and like as time goes on they get known for either something worse, something better. Mm-hmm. It's all a toss up. I like that. I mean like going off of that, I think like when you think of legacy, like what you want people to remember you by, like the good and the bad, but hopefully, like, mostly the good and stuff. So, like, I feel like for me, it's, like, when somebody says my name, like, when you say Anna, like, I want someone to, like, smile and, like, think of, like, the funny stuff that I did and, like, like just, like, my how goofy I am sometimes <laughs> and, like, also just my integrity and, like, the person that I am. Like, like what you see is what you get and, like, how honest and true that I am from, like, up front instead of being, like, um, someone that you can't see or someone that I'm not. So, just somebody who's always been um like authentic and always been like a woman of her word and um just like caring and compassionate which is like you know values that I do try to uphold but I think it's just like being able to n- leave that leave that mark on the world and like when somebody says your name or hears your name like it's like positive that vi- positive vibes and like positive like thoughts all around without a doubt when I think of leg- legacy think of like my nephews and nieces and just like setting an example for them and like 
because like growing up, I ain't having an example, so it's a big thing for me to set an example for like going to college, playing sports. Like my nephews looking up to me now, they playing football for the first time just because of me. They asking me questions, and like that's something I didn't have. So that's a big part of like who I am, and I want that to carry on when I'm gone, and they remember me for like setting that example being the reason why they wanted to do this mm -hmm. and succeed because, like, every time I go home, I just see, like, a lot of people that had talent, but they didn't really go nowhere. Mm -hmm. So it was a big thing for me to go somewhere. Do something. And, like, be the first person in my family to go to college and set an example and leave for the next generation. No, go ahead. Hit it. That is, that so, is a real one. I, I forget which one. Isn't it going? Yellow? That's funny. We had it right there the whole time. Yeah, right that's, that's, that. that's for you. That's for you. Yeah, we, we, we <laughs> for sure added that. That never happened. Okay, um, yeah, but I just want to be remembered, really. Like, I just don't want to be forgotten. Yeah. Nice. Um, legacy, legacy, legacy is such a big word. Um, a big part of legacy is just people remembering for who you are in. A big thing that I, like, need to realize, too, is that what might be positive to others could be negative to someone else, and what could be negative to someone else can always be positive to others. Um, at the end of the day, when you hear the word Najee, I want to make you feel or make you remember that you are important. Um, obviously, you can't see the color of my skin right now, if you could, but I am light-skinned, and during elementary school and middle school, I was bullied a lot because I was never black enough or white enough to talk to anybody. And at the end of the day, hard work gets you to places where you get gain respect. And I want every black person to know, every color person to know that you are important. And that also comes with the line of work that I want to join into as well. Because I plan on becoming a lawyer, helping black people in my own community and people that look like me. Um, and that's just a big thing that I want everyone to realize is that no matter where you come from, you from the nitty and gritty, remember that there's always green that comes from the dirt. And you need to know that you are important. And... You are beautiful and you are loved. That's it. Yeah, for sure. I could snap yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to snap. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this. I got this. <laughs> yeah. Just for you, Najee. Hey, you. I like that. You you hit it on the head. Cause like when even when I think of like legacy, for like what I want to see other people take from my story, a lot of the things has to do with making something for yourself. A lot of youngins like Adonis saying, looking for something to, to look for, to aspire for. So for me to show there's multiple ways to be successful is like a huge thing for me. A lot of people don't really end up taking their talents and doing anything with them. So anything you think you're good at or anything you believe you could get good at, why not shoot for it? You never know. What what's that what's that saying? Aim for the stars and if you miss you still hit the moon or something like that. It's like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you, you don't take. take. Yeah. yeah. 110%. If you aim at nothing, you hit nothing. Sure. Keep it coming. We, <laughs> we can do that all day. <laughs> but like for me, um, like legacy I feel like will go so much deeper than just the external things that you did, like yeah, people going to remember you for being the person who 
helped out a community or did some volunteer work. But a lot of people don't realize that the stuff that they do behind closed door mm, gets yeah. on their on their repertoire as well. Like yeah. you always thinking that you hiding something or you keeping something in the dark, but eventually, you know, someone's gonna come with that flashlight and look over there and see what's good. Uh, and that's like something that I try to keep in my mind as well. Like when I make decisions that where I'm not on the clock or I, if I know like no one is watching me, I still think in my head like, is this something like God would be like proud of me for doing or like something that my mama would be happy for me or it's just like a constant think about it. Like what what impact did this having on the people around you? It's kind of how I think of like legacy as a whole. Integrity. I mean, I like how you touched on like things behind like closed doors because it's like, I don't, I think it depends on like the type of person you are, but like typically like if someone's like going to help someone in like a private, like a private thing on what they're going through personally, it's like that's not something they're going to be like um, boasting about like you said. So I think in terms of legacy and like how can we um, fulfill our legacy because I think we think about oh when when we're old and when we like die and stuff but I mean like you know I mean not to not to be dark or anything but like you know you never know <laughs> what might happen like you could get in a car accident or something could happen so it's like um, it's like what do you guys think we can do like now like how how are you guys living each day like how do you guys feel like you're fulfilling your legacy is like I guess a question we can like Definitely. tap on because it's like. I like how you said the stuff behind closed doors because, like, some of the things, like, we might touch someone's heart that we might not realize we did, but it might have helped someone out that mm-hmm. we didn't know. So it's, like, kind of just, like, bouncing off of that. Like, how do you guys feel like you can be practicing towards your legacy, like, each day and, like, how you go about that? Because, I mean, anything could happen. Like, don't think, like... You got forever. Yeah, you have forever. Um, let's see. Take that mic, yes. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, a big thing that I learned growing up is when people are intimidated by your presence, they bring up your past. And that's just period. You know what I'm saying? So if someone is intimidated by you, they will find anything that will hurt you, words, your past, or yeah. anything that you've done before because they're intimidated by your presence right now, right? Um, a big thing that I do on a daily, like just today, I was with my youth board back in Minneapolis, Minnesota, because after the George Floyd happened, um, a lot of my youth in my community created a youth board to talk for the community. Um, and today we met with the Legal Rights Center that helped neighbors and communities against the bias in the criminal justice system. And what I like to do and what I did in high school is let people know what their rights are. Because a lot, it's surprisingly how many people do not know their rights. And I think that's a big thing for me because after a lot of horrible and tragic incidents that have been happening for the past year or so, um, it it needs to, like, a big thing that everyone needs to know is that knowledge is power. Money is power too, but knowledge is true power because no one can take that away from you. Money can be gone next day, but knowledge is something that you will always have. And when you invest in your education and you learn things and you open your mind to certain things, that's something that no one can ever take away from you. I am the first person in my family to ever go to college. I am from a long line of people that have trauma and that never dealt with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has trauma. I do too. But I decided to take that and have that be a strength behind me and be different and be something, a legacy for my siblings, for someone to look up to rather than them seeing every example that they have in front of them. Let that, me be a positive example. So... 
I think by me living up to my legacy is by investing not only in myself, but in my education, because some, that is something that no one can ever take from you. Um, I love that. I yeah. love that. Awesome. I mean, I agree with the whole, like, knowledge is power, because, like, you're right, like, no one can't take that away from you. Like, people can try to twist your words against you, but as long as you know your stuff, like, you know your stuff, whether it's, like, you know, anything. And it's, like, not just about, like, being, like, you know, the most educated and, like, you know, hopefully we can try thrive to be like that. But, I mean, just, like, knowing your strengths, like, we all have weaknesses and mm -hmm. people will definitely try to, like, point out our weaknesses. But it's, like, knowing your strengths and, like, you know, knowing, like, who you are as a person. Like, that itself is powerful. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Cause like, oh, go ahead. Because I, I, I was going to say, like, it's not only, like, book smart. Yeah, yeah. You can take whatever type of skill that you have and turn it into something great. Yeah. So even if you think you're just street smart, that could be huge. <laughs> Being able to conduct yourself out in regular public spaces is huge. A lot of people can't even go up and have a regular like speech or have a conversation because if people looking at them, they shut down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that, like people, little things people don't even think is like a skill would surprise them. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people like didn't go to college like Steve Jobs I don't think went to college Steve Harvey I don't think he went to college like Tyler Perry and they're all like they're making it <laughs> in life right like they took up their skills and they like they're doing it now so I think you know just knowing your strengths and running with that and don't let like don't let other people point out your weaknesses every time and I feel like you know knowing your strengths is important as well but the way you progress is by knowing your weaknesses as well as well yeah um I think being an open-minded because my best friend, like, you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you usually want your partner to be the opposite of you. If you're really loud and crazy, you want them to be your calm because you, you bring that out of each other. And I feel like also by knowing your strengths and your weaknesses, it's also dependent on who you surround yourself with. Like, if you want to become a millionaire, if you want to become a success story, you surround yourself with success stories. Yeah. If you want to become a bad influence, guess what? You surround yourself in that. So who you surround yourself in your friend group and knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and y'all can bounce off of each other, I feel like that's the greatest thing and the greatest power that people have in general. Mm -hmm. But when people don't love on each other and they hate on each other, all you see is people just bringing down each other. It's not helpful, not only to yourself, but other people as well. Mm -hmm. So if people could learn to just come together. I know it sounds like a movie or something, but it's Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But it's so true, though, because yeah, it is. that's it, it, it's like that saying, if you want to go fast, you go by yourself. But if you want to go far, go with each other. It's, yeah. it, that's just in life. You know what I'm saying? Love that. Hey, oh, go ahead, bro. No, you didn't speak. Go ahead, bro. No, I was about to take it off topic. I was about to say, y'all been preaching for real. Like, I was, I was going to say, like, I kind of – my, the way I, like, like what I'm doing now to set my legacy, it's, like, it's a, what y'all said is a large part of it, like, knowledge. Like, I feel like setting goals, like, in order to set goals, you have to know your strengths and your weaknesses, like, and that's just, that's just a part of having knowledge, and I feel like just being able to set goals for yourself that's not, like, outrageous or too short, like, mm -hmm. something that's just right, like, just that challenge to get you to the next level to just, keep you going and just achieving just just better just just I don't it's hard to word it but like just yeah, achieving yeah, yeah. a better lifestyle overall you know yeah I think yeah. it's I think for humans 
I think for, yeah, for human beings, it's okay to set expectations for yourself. It I think it's, is, yeah. I think it's harder to ex, uh, put expectations on other people because that's when, I'm not going to say all the time, but mostly people disappoint you. And sometimes when you set expectations on yourself, you want to strive for it. You want to reach for it. Just like Holden just said, if you shoot for the stars, you still hitting something. You know what I'm saying? So even if it's not what, exactly what you want, at least you got somewhere and you're proud of yourself. You know, and setting goals for yourself and expectations lets you have a vision of who you want to be. If you don't do that on a daily basis or a weekly or monthly or even a yearly, people do New Year, New Year thingy things all the time. And I think that if we set goals for ourselves, it makes us a better person because we know that we do want to become better or we want to maybe work down on something a little bit or we just want to affect other people the way people affect you, you know, so I just think setting expectations, like Lamani said, and, you know, setting goals and striving to be better and just having a vision of who you want to be is something so healthy and so mentally, like, it's like a mental food. Like, it's good for your brain to just feed it and, like, see a dream come true if you just set those expectations. Yeah. That's accomplishment. Yeah. That feeling of accomplishment. And, and, like, that's, like, having goals, like, now – having the younger generation see that people around them, people they can actually see that are driven and have goals is huge. Like a lot of the times kids only really know like the stuff that they see on TV. Like they know Beyonce is like that. They know Jay-Z is like that. They know they got money and they see them on TV, but they don't know what it's like to be successful past entertainment. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. And they only concept of successful is being as rich as those famous people, not realizing that you can still have a, like a good successful life and make way less than that, but still have multiple forms of income mm-hmm. where you protecting yourself on all sides. So stuff like that is like what, when I think of how I build my legacy right now, I, I like teaching younger generation stuff like that like that's always been a calling for me like even in high school when I didn't even go to college yet I was trying to help my teammates set their stuff up so they can go to college because I was like I'm gonna get in like my GPA high enough I know what to do to get to college so let me help y'all go to college too what why not yeah Mr. Adonis we ain't heard you in a couple minutes what's good bro Um, um, how I'm building my legacy right now is just getting my education and just working to graduate and just continue to um, make the right decisions because I could easily make wrong decisions. Mm -hmm. So it's just important to stay on that right path and just achieve the goal to graduate right now because that's my main goal right now because nobody in my family ever did it. So That's good. Man, I don't know. This legacy stuff always made me like go back to thinking about like mentoring and how important that is. Because if you don't really have anyone sending legacy for you, you wouldn't even really understand what it takes to set your own or the type of effort that it really takes to achieve a goal like we're talking about. Everything just seemed well, even well, let me backtrack. When I was little, I used to think achieving big things were just seemed so like out of the realm of possibility because in my mind everything was what I was seeing I didn't know anything outside of the city 
I didn't know what it meant to get outside the city. So in my head, this is what you do. You live your life through the city. You stay in the city. You do whatever it took. It's not until I really got to high school and I met, like, teachers telling me the path that it took to get to where they at right now. And I'm like, so you went through all that school to work for this week, high school? In my head is what I was thinking. <laughs> Little do I know that every last one of those teachers had side businesses, entrepreneurs, all types of things to make make more profit. Like, that. that is how you end up succeeding. But I, it's so crazy to me looking back at it now because now I understand, like, going through school, especially going through business school and understanding what it takes to be, like, a true entrepreneur. Like, stuff like that, would, I don't even know. It would have dawned on me pre-high school at all. Yeah, you're right. We never, like, had an example of, like, of people graduating or being something bigger than what the environment was. Exactly. Like, after high school, you just see everybody right back in their old neighborhoods just chilling. Yeah, chilling, doing little Busy, things. Doing regular, getting regular jobs. Like, you never really thought about, yeah, I can go to college or I can do this, I can do that. But... <laughs> We did it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we got here we somehow. We found a way to do it somehow. <laughs> Even, like, I had to move away from where I was from to do it, but that's a choice I had to make at the time. And I'm glad at the time I was mad about that choice, but now I'm glad I made that choice. Mm. And it, it just worked out. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I was going to say, too, like, a lot of inner-city schools, like, they don't even promote college, like, they just trying to, get, I guess, get you out their class or whatever. Just do their job, get their check, you know. Like, every day they're not really, like, promoting education past this level. It's just get your diploma and go get a job at, you know, wherever, at, at the plant or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, like Adonis said, like, I had the same situation. I had to, because that's how the teachers was, like, in the in the um, middle school and high school, like, levels. They was not, like, really even teaching for real, like. Nobody paying attention, and they definitely wasn't promoting uh, college, like I said. So uh, I had to switch school districts, and it was like, it was just a huge wake-up call. Mm. And it just, I'm glad that happened because it got me to this point, really. And um, to touch on the point of the entrepreneurship, it's kind of messed up that they don't, like, teach that in schools. But I feel like that's because they took a whole different route because they didn't follow, like, go to school, you know, just uh, go to school to get your degree just to work under somebody else all your life. You know, like, that's really what I feel like the... Gets taught. Yeah, the modern-day education is teaching us to do is just to work under somebody. But, like, or well, I, I wouldn't say modern-day. I take that back. Yeah, like, mo- I feel like modern-day is changing. Yeah, modern-day, I feel like it's starting to promote but, but, it more. Yeah, but, but I know what you mean, though. Like in the coming past, up, yeah, exactly. Coming up, yeah, coming I feel up. like in the past... Um, a lot of entrepreneurship wasn't promoted as well because other people didn't learn it until they woke up and saw what other people can do. They said, I can do it too. Cause I feel that like usually you see your friends graduate from high school and they right back. Like, bro, you just graduated. Go live your life. Why are you still here? You know? And it's sad because like you see on social media, like we need more black astronauts. We need more black scientists. We need more, minority engineers you know what i'm saying like or just anything other than the entertainment you know what i'm saying and when you don't see 
people that look like you outside of entertainment, you don't think you can do Dude, that. Yeah. Yeah. You think that you want to be like everybody else. There's only one Beyonce, and she's bomb. I love her, but there's only there only could be one Beyonce, and there's only one you. You have a chance to write your story, and I know it's hard because I we all came up in that type of neighborhood where it's like you don't see anything outside of that. You know, I I know what that's like, and once you once you do grow up and you get older and you go into high school and you open your mind to things, it's like you can see what the possibilities are, and I think possibilities are like so cool to look into because I didn't even think to be honest with you, I didn't even know what an HBCU was until I got into high school. Okay. So that's an issue. So when you know, that's a fact that lets you know how much school is changing now because a lot of opportunities are not only opening up, but more people that look like us are changing their story and changing the stereotypical way of getting out of the hood, as I should say. But I feel like a very important question to ask right now is what is like the true like success like because everybody's success is different from others yeah Yeah. some people can say my success story is having a family because they didn't grow up with their own my success story is owning my own home or having a lot of money because I grew up poor like what is y'all success like what is y'all definition of success you see I feel like success is something that it's like it's based off of what your passions are. Like for me, I feel like everything was so hectic for me growing up. Like success for me would be stability, like all around, financially, uh, in terms of security, family, all that. Because like I, I really and truly, the I don't really know detail about no one in my family other than my one aunt my little brother and my mother and like to me that's crazy because you learn so much from your other family members you're supposed to like your grandma supposed to be one of the biggest teaching people you meet like growing up in life and I never had that experience so to me I want to be able to to kind of keep the family bond past just what it is like future generations i want them to know me as their grandfather or whatever great grandfather whatever whatever so on and so forth like that i feel like it's an important thing that doesn't even really get talked about in the black community how many people don't get to meet their grandparents hell some of them don't get to meet their fathers mothers Mm -hmm. so it's like the family issue like strikes me hard when it comes to like black culture especially african-american black culture it's crazy because like i i'll see like posts on like ig of people uh doing that thing where they'd be like show us all the generations of your family and i see great 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 grace i'm like damn like (laughs) what was y'all doing surviving that that i feel like that that plays a little piece into it being able to survive to teach your youngins how to survive and that's how my generation would grow. What about y'all? What about y'all success stories? That was deep. I really like how you said, like, stability. Because, like, I feel like when people think of success, they're like, I want to make this amount of money. I want to have this big kind of house and all that stuff. So I think, like, people don't understand, like, they could be living, like, a successful story as is. And, like, I don't want to say compared to somebody else, but just, like, sometimes people don't realize, like, how good they are. But once they start comparing themselves to people mm-hmm. in an irrational scale... 
then they think that they need more and more and then it's just this constant chase for success but it's like you're literally living a successful story so I really like how you said stability um I feel like you know for me I mean like that's kind of similar like I just want to be able to you know just have a job have a stable life like I want a family like I just specifically remember like in high school I think it was like psychology teacher like we had to write some type of like goal book or something and he's like you like having a family can't be one of the goals like if you're just striving for like getting married and having a kid like that can't be a goal I'm like why can't it be a goal like family like family is important to me like I feel like I was very fortunate enough to like be able to know my family and like I want to be able to like pass that on to like generations on like I would like to continue that legacy so I mean for me to be successful like I just I want to be able to have a large family and be able to have like a successful job be in a a stable environment and just overall like it doesn't even be something so lavish like there's this one there's this one book I feel like I I, re- I heard this in a podcast about like um like what what do people like regret the most like like before they die like this one lady like asked these people these group of people like what they regret most when they um like in their lifetime and like nobody said like being poor or nobody said having more money is like what my biggest regret so I feel like you're able to you know to an extent be content with what you have. You don't need to be a millionaire, or billionaire, to be successful. Um, so I, I would, I would just want to be content all around and just, you know, continue to be grateful for what I have, like going forward. So, random question: Was that you said it was a teacher who said that to you, right? About uh, yeah, like like your family shouldn't be like your goal. Yeah, like your number one goal in life shouldn't be trying to have. Was was it a white teacher? Random question. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay, I I feel like I, yeah. certain certain people don't understand yeah the how how important family, family is once yeah. you have something that exactly. you have it you're used to it you're not so like they're not understanding wh- how it feels to everyone else yeah. not doesn't really get that opportunity and to have family impact, to that extent and the impact it has like growing up like on people's like you know mentally like psychologically like you need some sort of stability like people like to go towards something and then it might be something bad they end up going towards or something good like if you don't have maybe that one person or like that stability growing up and it's like a lot of your childhood like plays a role on you know who you end up being an adult I'm not saying like your child needs to mimic exactly and it affects how your adulthood would be but like there's a barrier and that's a challenge people will have to overcome mm-hmm. so like you're right yeah people don't realize like having a family itself having siblings or a, p- a specific parent or grandparents or et cetera, like that plays an impact on how people grow throughout their lifespan. I feel like the more family you have, really, it's like the better outcome of success because it's like everybody in your family probably your not doing the same thing. And, yeah, and they in your corner. So, like, say your sister, like, fly airplanes or something, like she a pilot and your brother, like, a scuba diver, you know, just something, something <laughs> completely different. Like, yeah. you would look into them avenues like, like, wow, that's dope, that's – that's something like you could, you could get like that a bunch of different flavors of just homegrown networking. That's yeah, basically homegrown all of this. networking. Nah, right? yeah, just yeah. because your family's so big and they have touched so many different avenues of life, like you get to experience some of that too. Yeah, like if you like, like the scuba diver example, like you talking like what if, what if your brother take you go scuba diving? That's a lit thing to do. Like if you growing up, that's live. Like I'm afraid of sharks. 
you can be afraid of sharks, but as a jit, you're not thinking about no shark. I bet if your brother was a scuba diver and he took you scuba diving, you wouldn't be scared I wouldn't of no go sharks. deep. I wouldn't because all you, you scuba diving, you going you deep. You do the thing in the cages and the sharks go no. around you. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. Bruh, sharks not that What's bad. What's that fear that of water never. that the, 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 it's that the word, the salophobia, something like that? I don't know. I can't I don't do know. that. It's whatever the scientific word is for your water. Phobia. But I feel like that's such a big thing to work I mean, to touch on too is like the diversity in careers. Because when you see that, I think that is like the coolest thing ever. Like having a big family in every like every department of like career would be like so cool. Because if you wanted to be in a movie, hey, yeah. I can let you know. Right, exactly. Like yo, yo brothers and sisters got friends, and those friends got friends. You know, Connect. it's just so much. It's just great. Like I, now that I mention that, like. My my more like successful friends got a big family like network and they all got like a separate business that they running and it's just like clearly that's their legacy like small businesses just keep the wealth coming in just yeah. income but generational wealth yeah generational mm-hmm. wealth yeah, yeah. I just supposed to say that so then what's your what's your success story mine is just to simply be able to do what I want and make money off of it. Like, I want to be able to, like like Anna said, be content with what I'm doing and still be able to make money. So, like, me as an artist and my degree being construction management, and, like, construction management is it's not just, like, construction. Like, a lot of people just think it's construction, but I do got, like, a lot of business classes. So, like, I'm really more interested in the business side of things. And, like, thankfully, construction, I'm be able to, like, do things myself so I don't have to pay for all the labor. And art, like, I could just start, like, I've, I've been thinking, like, something like a, a um, custom, like, shoe, shirt, like, jeans, whatever. Like, you come and customize anything right there at the shop, like, and that's just, that is just be my, that, that's that's my ultimate goal is to be able to open up my own store uh, in that sense. So, like, I don't know, I guess that's, that's just me. Like, my ultimate, like, goal that I want to reach and, like, legacy I want to have, like, and people remember me by is like being able to make both of my dreams come true, like being a work construction and still be an artist at the same time. Um, when I think about my success story, um, what success, my boy? Tell me, what success for Adonis? Well, you know, I wanna, I wanna achieve all my goals, and like, I wanna have a family and things like that. But, like, my ultimate, like, success for me would be, like, well, I got to st- Let me tell y'all a story. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. Story. So, um, <laughs> I had an uncle, and he, you know, he was in and out of jail and things like that. We called him Jit. So, <laughs> it's a Florida thing, if you didn't know. But, um, we called him Jit. He was in and out of jail and things like that. But, you know, he was still in touch with the family. You know, every time he, came, you know, got out, we was in touch, you know, spending time and stuff. So it was just one time he had got out, and, you know. He was supposed to be out for good this time. You know, he was, like, finally getting his life back together and things like that. So then something had happened, and he had to go back to jail. And I had moved to Kentucky at the time. So I didn't get to see him for a long time. So he had called me one day and we was talking and um he had made me promise him that um I would always take care of my mom and take care of the family. So 
I had made that promise to him, and that's something like I keep. I think about every day, even on game day, I carry a picture of him. Like he's my screen on my phone, all that. But then, like a day after that, not a day after that, but like a couple of days, he had got released after that. And then a day after his release, he was shot and killed. So the last time I talked to him was that promise. So like being successful to me is like being able to fulfill that and being able to take care of my mom and take care of my family because that's what I promised him. And I can't leave this earth without fulfilling that promise. That's real. That was deep. I love that. Impact, man. The impact little things can have in your life, it could just send you on just completely different tangents. That's crazy. But you trying to hit that heart for me, man? It's that time. It's the spotlight of the day. <laughs> so, today we're going to let Adonis take care of it as our special guest. We just thought it was fair to let him, you know, let us know who impacts his life. Mm-hmm. My spotlight of the day is um, Tupac Shakur. So, um, I chose Tupac because, you know, growing up, we, you know, we talked about, like, we didn't really see in, like, a role model in our environment. So, we had to look to, like, the TVs or, like, other things for role models and like even though I wasn't even alive when Tupac was alive I just somehow I just discovered him somehow and like he had an impact on my life because he was more than a act I mean a rapper he was like a actor an activist all type of things and like he talked about poverty he talked about all the issues that goes on in the communities and like some people that see him as like a thug or gangster or things like that, but some people don't even know like he didn't even have a criminal record until he was a rapper. Like he was never had a criminal record until he started making raps. And then he became a target. So people just looked looked at him as a threat because of the words he was saying, but the words he was saying was all real. And that's what I like. I looked up to him. Because, like, he showed, like, don't be afraid to speak. Like, go after what you want and have passion behind everything you do. He said an example for me. Like, when I didn't have nobody else to look up to, he, like, I could look up to him. That's real. I like that. So, getting back to the regular schedule program. Let me ask y'all this. So we've talked a lot about legacy and what our success stories would be. And I want to go back to the strength and weaknesses part of that. Y'all talked about a little bit of what y'all think y'all strengths are. But what are some weaknesses that y'all see in what y'all doing so far that you want to improve? And what, follow up question, what are you doing to improve in that general area? I'll start. I'll just say waiting waiting to the last minute to do things. Um, like I know something is coming, but like if I feel it's not that big of a task, I'm not gonna get on it until like like I said, the last minute. But like the way I'm getting better at that, like currently like I'm not bad. Recently I've been sleeping earlier and trying to 
Because I feel like getting more sleep is going to help me focus more through the day. So I won't I won't just get that laziness feeling because really the problem would be I'll just be tired. Like at the end of the day, I'll just be tired and I can't really focus like that if I'm going to be sleepy. So I say like I'm just trying to change my sleeping schedule and just change my habits to be more disciplined right. and stick to my own schedule. So, yeah, I guess that's my weakness. Do you like coffee? Not for real. If it's a lot of sugar in it, probably, but, like, <laughs> not just regular I was going to say, coffee just helps me, like, start my day early and <laughs> so I recommend coffee. <laughs> I'm surprised you I'll need try. coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm me? surprised. Yeah, you. you I need coffee. You be a little bit uh up with the energy. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't be expecting energy people to need coffee. Well, when I realize I have, to, like, things to do, I'm like, all right, hang on. I need to, <laughs> I actually have to, like, do something, so... I don't know. It's just like another boost, and just like the vibes around coffee, I like. All right, one more off-topic question. S- the coffee thing—you did that before you got to college, or that was something you picked up in college? Uh, I don't know. Like, so, like, for me at least, like, coffee is like really embedded, like, in the Ethiopian culture. So it's uh, like after every meal, it's like a cup of coffee. Okay, but it's like a little, like, kind of like a. Like a tea cup, kind of, yeah, yeah. kind of like that. But so I'm just always used to drinking like either coffee or tea. But I like drinking coffee like mm-hmm. in the morning and like midday, yeah. and then sometimes like later at night if I need. Well, it's, if I'm if I have to stay up late at night, it'll be like a bang. I don't feel <laughs> the bang energy. That that bang one works. Energy. That one works too. But yeah, I mean, caffeine's a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say pharmacy probably driving you to that caffeine. Yeah, but That's it a- sucks now because now I'm in the stage where it's I I don't have it. I'll get a bad headache. Couldn't so do it. it, it. I mean, like, it, yeah. I mean, it works though. Like, I, I, I definitely feel happy after I have a cup of coffee. But that sounds like crack. It does. It's a drug. It's a legit drug. Hey, so. She said she got so she started feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> um, to touch on that coffee subject, it's funny because I started my coffee habit before I even hit college when I was in high school, yeah, yeah. and that was the worst thing I could have done. But I broke off of it because when I was younger, I used to drink a lot of dark pop. But then once I got into the information of how much how bad dark pop is for you, I cut that off right away. And then I went to ginger ale. Then after I moved to ginger ale, I went to Sprite. After Sprite, I moved to tea. Now I'm just on tea and water. <laughs> but nice. I used to be on coffee so much that, like, that's all I would drink. I wouldn't even eat because coffee fills you up. So when I would just drink coffee and I wouldn't eat, I would get faint like fainty and stuff Ooh. like that and it would just be horrible but to go back on this topic of the <laughs> strength and weaknesses i'm a perfect person everybody uh-huh. i don't have weaknesses yes. I, don't, I don't think i do no let me just stop okay uh-huh. um, <laughs> um a weakness that i have is um like going into this career that i picked up becoming like going into the criminal justice and the lawyer aspect um i have trouble and, like, understanding when people have done wrong, but they're so oblivious to it, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I'm not going to get too deep into politics because this is not what it's about, but a lot of past trials that we've looked at on national television, it just some things don't make sense to me and how people can actually understand that. But in order to go into the field that I have to go into, I have to be – I can't not – except for the fact that they don't think that they did anything wrong, if that makes sense. Like me, I could get upset, 
be a lawyer, go up there and tell me you did wrong, but that's not my job. My job is to prove that you did something wrong or to prove that the other person didn't do something wrong, right? And it's just that I have a hard time seeing past that. Um, and what I'm doing now currently is praying mm. for myself. Um, prayer is a big thing. And a lot of things that um, I pray about is sometimes it's more than myself, you know. Sometimes it's just even about the legacy part. Like, Lord, please get me through this day. I'm just trying to get through the semester. Mm -hmm. Just give me one more day to wake <laughs> up. Like, do I need to go to class? <laughs> like, you know, so it's just, you know, a prayer is a big thing for me. And I think it's part of also setting goals for yourself. Because if you're saying something out loud, it lets you know that you're it's not just in here. You're proclaiming it. Like you're, what's that word? Manifesting. Yes, manifesting. That's a big word right there. And I feel like if you say it out loud and you just tell you, like tell yourself that this is what's going to happen and this is what you're going to become good at, that's manifestation right there. And that is a real thing. Like definitely like. Speak to existence. Yeah, like it was, it was a point in my life I just. Didn't even feel like I was even going to make it to college. Like, I was doing so bad, and I was unfocused. And then I just, like, me and my mom just started praying, like, every night that, like, things just start changing. Like, you know, praying out loud. Like, mm -hmm. she praying for me and stuff. And it's just, look where I'm at now. Like, right. I'm doing well for myself. I'm getting things done, even though I wait the last minute to do it. <laughs> I'm getting things done still. And, I, you know, I'm still doing well. But manifesting definitely will change your life. Exactly. Like, I be manifesting, like, can I meet Chris Brown universe? But then I just had to remember that that's not important, you know, <laughs> in life. You know, I could meet him, you know, but <laughs> I don't manifest that much like like that, much, like that topic. But manifesting is a big thing for me because a lot of things that happen in my family, I just, like, I don't say it to the point where I know, like, what they did or, like, what I know that they did wasn't wrong. It was just the fact that I hope they don't do it again. And a lot of my family seeks prayer, but they don't know how to do that because they don't accept, like, the hurt that they're suffering. They don't think that they need help or, like, mental help or just anything. And it's just so hard for them. If they can't say it for themselves, I'll say it for you. But also another thing that's big amongst ourselves is, like, you can't be a people pleaser or you can't focus on other people when you have to focus on yourself sometimes as well, which is why I decided not to go to school where I'm from because I can't do that. I can't focus on myself and the like the struggles of my family. I'm always going to be affected by that because that's my family. But at the same time, I'm trying to start my own family. I'm trying to start something for myself so I don't have to deal with the things that I'm dealing with now. I want to be able to have also for my legacy is like, to give my kids and my next generations things I did not have. Uh, like, when I was younger, I, I was raised by my grandmother. And she, she's something different. Um, Yeah, let me just say that. I'll just keep it to that. But I was raised by my grandmother because my mom was working three jobs. And I was barely, a, I, I barely could just tell her, good morning, I'm going to school. That started in kindergarten. And it went all the way until maybe third or fourth grade. I mean, I'm, I'm um, whatchamacallit, appreciative that it happened for that short amount of time, but that really affected me. Me and my mom didn't start getting closer until the end of high school because she was gone all the time. Um, 
But back to that manifesting thing, like, a lot of prayer comes with that, you know. Just being able to talk to yourself. And, you know, sometimes it's always good to cry, too. I mean, not cry in front of others because I, I, I would feel comfortable, you know what I'm saying. But, like, sometimes it's good to, like, tell yourself and say it out loud what, what needs to be fixed and what the weaknesses are and what you want to be different. And, that, yeah, let me just go back, circle back. To just say that what I do now to be able to fix my weaknesses is manifest and pray about it. You ever listen to those, like, um, they like sleep manifestations? You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's, it'd be like a like a seven-hour-long video of just, like, positive words. Like, like affirmations? Affirmations. Yeah. yeah. Affirmations. yeah. yeah. I, put on that, I put that on my mirror, a little post-it notes, yeah. and I read them, you know, to tell, like, again, when we're talking about that legacy thing, like, you hear Najee, I want you to know that you are important because that's a big thing for me because I did not have that growing up to tell me, like, Najee, you're beautiful. Najee, you'll be something. Najee, you're important. Najee, you're going to go far. Instead, I heard the opposite. Shoot, that's not only, the community. Not only from my own family, I heard it from the community as well exactly. because they didn't accept me for the way I look mm-hmm. or the way I talk or I might be too white or I'm too black to be in the certain parts, you know? So because I didn't have that, I want to be able to do that for other people. Be it, set an example for people that look like me, or maybe they don't, and they just need to know that they are important as well. But, again, it goes right back to that. That's a big thing right there. For for me, when I – my weakness, uh, I don't even know how to, how to even explain this because – one one of the biggest things I think I I think I hold my tongue a little bit sometimes. I uh I can be very vocal. A lot of times I can talk a lot. But a lot of the times I don't always speak my opinion. I even when I was growing up in in high school, I really didn't say anything in class. I wasn't really raising my hand unless the teacher asked me something specific. Like if there was a social event happening, I was listening. I was hearing everything that was going on, but I wasn't about to go over there and go do none of that. Even, like, sometimes, like, I think it affected me a lot in in terms of collegiate sports, especially, because I, not, not, I ain't trying to sound cocky or nothing, but I felt like I was a good enough player to make an impact on my team. But my coaches didn't see that level of impact. As a matter of fact, it as I got older, they played me less. So in my head, that didn't that didn't make no freaking sense. Cause every game, every practice, I'm busting their defense. Every scrimmage I get, I score. And I'm doing all the right things that they say you're supposed to do, but nothing ever manifests for me. So instead of, I don't know, I feel like I should have took the time to talk to a coach and be like, "Hey man, what's up? Um, let me show you what I've been doing. Why, why am I not?" reaping any of the things that I'm sowing into this sport. This sport that y'all telling me is supposed to be everything. Like, you're supposed to ride or die. At this, in college, I feel like the, all the coaching staff feel like you should ride or die for football. If you don't, then get out of here type thing. And it's stupid. Like, they literally will consume all of your time. Like, we not at a university <laughs> that is really trying to make you work for everything that you putting on paper. But, yeah, I'm supposed to be spending four or five hours out of my day meeting, practice, meeting, practice, meeting, practice. Like, bruh, come on, bruh. I'm not going to keep putting my time into stuff like this and not seeing anything for it. But 
that's just like that's just a small aspect like i do it with other things like i'll hear people have a conversation or a notion about something and i'll know it's wrong uh, but sometimes i just won't say anything is that like a fear or is that like an anti-socialness or is that like a social battery? Because I have a social battery. There's that, only so much I can give. I would After that, say, I'm, I'm... I would going. definitely say that's it, the social battery. Oh, okay. For for me, it's like I'm, I'm a personable dude. Like I want to meet everybody and talk to everyone, have conversations. Like stories, hearing other people's story interests me. Like... Hearing how people grew up and the things that impact them to make them who they are today, always, like, like hearing people's stories always interested me. But I was never the type to go out my way to go talk to no one. Because I was always focused on what I had going on. Like, it was never in my head, man. Let me go see what's good with so-and-so, da 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 Unless it was, like, in my face. Because, like, we talked about this in a past podcast, like, would you be able to go communicate with someone if you see like they were comp- like obviously going through something like mm. mentally? Mm. But it's like I don't know. I I always struggle with that. I never really wanted to say anything. I just kind of I was always the observer. Like I was never the the person to go out and go do anything until I got to college. Like, the person that y'all know me as is not the same person I was in Broward County, Florida. And you can ask anyone who knew me, all that. The only time you ever heard my mouth was on the football field. Other than that, wasn't no statements. I wasn't part of no clubs other than football. So that that was that was me. I went to the football field, went home. Mm. Wasn't going to no high school functions, none of that. For what? Uh, I I didn't go to prom. Like I didn't go to anything. Didn't go to prom. Didn't go to homecoming. Nothing. None of that. Just. Do you like to dance, or do you got two left feet? I definitely don't got two left. Feet. Oh no. Uh, 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 <laughs> I got a little wiggle to me, but I ain't no dancer. Dancer. I ain't gonna start jerking and slotting on the. Foot. I I get right. Your two jokes. step. Your two step. Yeah, I do a little two step. A little two step. Mm-hmm. But you know we got we got Florida dances, so I can do all of those. That's easy. I can Wu Tang, Bob, Jerk, Stick, all that. But that's that's for going to the club. But that's another time. I'm about to say you doing that in the tux. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. I mean, I can stick in a suit. <laughs> Don't get that twisted. Oh, <laughs> I'll stick in the suit. Don't hold them now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and and my way of trying to get better with dealing with that social battery thing is try to really focus on the world around me and not so much about what I'm going through because everyone is going through something. So if I think of, when I think of like the world is spinning and it has just spinning by itself, it has nothing to do with me. It always makes it easier for me to go have a conversation. Like maybe someone is treating me a certain way because they're having a bad time in their life. You never know like what's going on with people until you go out there and go have a conversation with them. So really and truly, not a lot when I think of like any any type of backlash or anything that I'm experiencing, I try to think of it from another person's perspective first before I 
just go to complete shutdown, man. I ain't trying to really deal with this because that was that was definitely oh me is I'm not trying to deal with this, so I'm about to go live. So, all right, and then I was out of there. <laughs> like an empathy standpoint, mm-hmm. Well, I got another weakness because he just brought that to light. So, were you gonna say empathy? Oh no, oh, okay. I, I have empathy, I'm but I'm talking say. about like speaking up when it's like. Mm. You know, you really want to say something, but then you're like, I don't have the energy to even argue about this right now. Like, is this is this worth my time? Because once I spend these three or four minutes, I can't get them back. (laughs) So that's that, like, that big old what you call it argument in your brain or your conscience. Like my mom, let me tell her to get her hair done. I'm not sitting down for six hours. You know how long that is. I'm not gonna get them six hours back. But guess what? You look cute. So, like, you got to think of, like, what is the benefit of everyone, if, even if the world is still spinning? It's like, if I put myself into this conversation right now, what will be beneficial to me mm-hmm. and them if I go in it right now? Mm-hmm. But because he brought that into light, that lets me know. Mm-hmm. I got another weakness. It's okay. It's okay, y'all. No, it's okay. It's okay, we're y'all, working, to admit we're y'all weaknesses. It. We're okay. <laughs> I, I got the same weakness. <laughs> That's crazy because, like, even in high school, like in high school, I was the same way. Like, when I walked the hot the hallways, I had my headphones. And oh, exactly. Probably had the hoodie on. Mm-hmm. Just walking by myself, I ain't really talked to nobody. <laughs> like, it it got to the point like they was calling my mom saying he don't talk. <laughs> they and. At one point, one of the teachers thought I was, like, homeless or something just Aww. because I didn't talk. I was like, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm just vibing. <laughs> I'm good. So I had to I had to get out of it. But it took me to, it took me a while. Like, really, I got out of it because of a girl. Because of a girl. Hey, because I wanted, oh. I wanted to talk to a girl. Hey, Adonis, I ain't gonna cap, bro. You literally just said the same exact story I had. Literally yeah. to a T. That's because crazy. It's the female. That <laughs> gets you out. To, it gets you out. <laughs> it gets you out, sir. I wanted yeah, to talk so to her, and like, she wasn't going. Like, she told me I had to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> Communication, yeah, yeah. Communication I mean, that, is key. That helped me like work to get out of it. Oh, that is so cute. That is really so cute. Very moving. You, you, you did hit the anthem though. That was high school. Headphones in, hoodie on. I'm going to class. Go to the next class. I'm going to lunch. Going home. Well, I guess going to practice. Going home. Just like that. Mm-hmm. That's so nice that a girl was able to bring that out of you. That lets us know the power. (laughs) (laughs) Right, the power we got. The power we got. Like females don't know the power they got already. I'm not hearing that one. (laughs) I want to hear what power we got. What? Okay. I guess that's going to have to be the next podcast. Next podcast. I like (laughs) that. That's going to be the podcast. It needs a full podcast. (laughs) Not not five minutes. (laughs) I like that. Okay, so uh, weaknesses that I have. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like I have quite a few I always want to work towards. I feel like, um, which one do I want to do? <laughs> I feel like sometimes, like, I don't know if this is considered weakness. I don't mean to sound, like, too, like, selfish. But 
I feel like I care almost too much. Like, I'm, like, too empathetic. <laughs> As in, like, if you tell me something that, like, you're going through, like, I just, like, I feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want to say, like, I get too emotional, but it's, like, it's, like, I feel it. Like, when you were saying your story about your uncle, I was, like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> I, I, I felt that. And it's, like, it's not like I don't want to be a feeler, but it's, like, I feel like I do it too much. And it's just, like, I don't know. I just bring too much emotion in me. So it's like, I don't know, like, how to work towards that. Like, I don't want to say I want to turn off my feelings. Because I feel like, you know, it's good to be empathetic. Like, I don't want to be, like, a brick wall when you're talking to me. But it, I don't know. I feel like I feel, like, almost too much. And it's like I want to be able to, like, control that and not have, like, other people's burdens, like, affect me. Mm. But, I mean, like, I, I'm not, like, it's not too much of a a weakness. But it's just, like, one thing. Like, I know it's, like, when people tell me a sad story, it's just, like, a little bit of a a weakness that I have. But um I feel like another one not to like list off that <laughs> I feel like another one it's like I mean it's the it's like the trap that everyone has of like comparing your success on the level of somebody else's. Like it's like really hard to like not like whenever like it's good that when you're accomplishing something but when you see someone's doing something else better it's like dang like did I do anything kind of thing. So I'm just really trying to work towards like understanding like my personal growth like comparing it on my own scale from the person that I was like you know yesterday or last week or whatever and just being able to like see the growth that I've been making as opposed to seeing like how like comparing my growth and like comparing it to somebody else's when like clearly there's always always going to be someone better than you regardless of you know what you're trying to succeed at so just realizing like self-growth self-love and like understanding that um you just have to focus on you you just have to stay in your lane like look at what you're doing, like, be able to, like, like, be very proud of what you're doing as opposed to not feeling proud enough and, or, like, you're not good enough just because someone else is doing something, like, better or, like, they're coming up with better ideas than you Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, so just a lot of self-awareness and, like, realizing that, being able to, you know, stop the negative thinking, like, right when it's coming, because it's all internal, it's, like, your thoughts, like, you you have to be able to control your thoughts, so. That internal monologue. Filter. Journaling, that's one thing that always helps me. I, I've been keeping a journal since since my freshman year, like, 2017. Like, I still have a journal. And, like, I recommend it. Like, y'all need to be journaling because, like, <laughs> you literally see, like, how far you grow. And, like, I'll be flipping. Because you'd be going through the same things. Like, it's just reoccurring. And then you're like, oh, I, I overcame this moment in my life. And that come right back a year later. And you're like, dang. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I journaling has helped me because, like, I'm able to see, like, how far I've grown and, like, where I'm going and like you notice consistent patterns and stuff like that on like what keeps on reoccurring and like how to get through that and stuff so journaling has helped me a lot because you you basically see how far you came from where you were I I wouldn't say that I I do journaling but in a sense I feel like like my poetry does that same thing yeah like I like if I'm going through something and and it passed me enough I'll jot something down on my phone and then that one little blurb or one little whatever it was will then grow into a whole poem that I can now have that I look back on and I don't know I, I'm trying to grow that collection on the law but yeah grow it whatever helps I did poetry in school and I got to perform for the Hamilton cast Ooh. and I've been doing that since like I was like what like 10 and you know I laugh at myself at the things I was writing about when I was like 10 but um you know, I always think of, like, when you, when it comes to poetry, like, I always want to get older and have, like, 
that group of friends that would be able to have like the Love Jones vibe. Like I just want to be able to go to a little whoopty and be able to spit some and then we all just loving on each other, you know? Dim lights. Yes. I love it. Jazz I love it. But um yeah, I think poetry is a big peace thing for me. And I felt that girl, like that insecurity part of like not knowing if you're good enough or like you looking at somebody else, you like, dang. But you know, when you got a little slingshot, you only take ten steps back to go forward even farther. So I yeah. just feel like you know, when it's your time, it's your time. And when it is your time, you're going to be like, dang, why did I say that about right, myself? Right. It's it's crazy to find out that y'all write poetry because I write poetry too. Hey. I too. <laughs> That's crazy. I got my little collection of poems. You have it here? Yeah, they in my room. What did you call your collection? <laughs> what would the you name, call The name then changed through the years. I don't even know what I'll call it right now. Mm. You got anything memorized? Nah, I might have something <laughs> on my phone, though. Let's have a power. Uh-oh. Let's go searching on the phone. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Stuff on my phone to graphic. I get in there deep, man. <laughs> when you get into that creative flow, I don't know. If I f- oh, well, I guess Lamani must get in that creative flow. but. Definitely. Sometimes, bro, you just get into that mode where you just can't stop doing whatever it is <laughs> that you're doing. I mean, I, to, to be able to sit down and just vibe to yourself is so, bro, I feel like it's unnecessary. <laughs> to be out in the world and dealing with people and all type of chaos all the time, having that little peace like that, so, I don't know, it's always been beneficial to me. I'm kind of glad I got an office now. So I can just sit there, and when I don't got no work to do, just sit there and just vibe. Like I love poetry. It's not even a game. <laughs> it's really not. To be honest, we gonna, if I'm going to be honest right now, poetry and music saved my life. For real. Because if it wasn't for them, they'd be on the way. <laughs> you looking. You looking deep. He got to find. Docs. He has a file. He got to find the right I one. Google Docs. I know what you mean. Adonis probably got some explicit bars in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, we got I wish I had the books. Hey, but listen, guess what? A matter of fact, don't say nothing. I want you to save whatever it is you think you got for Kuma Fest. So, <gasps> so what's that? What's that? Kuma Fest is something that BSU do. It's like our talent show. It, it has like multiple parts. It's talent show, fashion show. I'm missing something. All right. Art, but that's that will go with the talent yeah, show though. Well, visual art. Are, are we going to? Yeah. How visual are we going to do art, that? I think. All right, that's. I think it's the visual art part. Of yeah, it. we need visual art <laughs> okay. alone. Okay, wait, back up, back up. Back it's on category. I think that would be dope. Let, uh, let's it's all day. Look, uh, we we talking too much detail I know, I'm just, I'm on the playing, podcast. Playing, you know, they trying to bite. Then you know they gonna try to bite our stuff on this plan. I found one that I wrote for this lady that did a lot for me. Here though. You want to you want to you want to do it or you want to save it? It's, it's just one. It's Give us a little one. sneak peek. It, I, hey got, man, if I you, got more. If you want to spit <laughs> bars, spit bars, man. It's not, it's not nothing too crazy. It's, um, I mean, I've titled it to my angels. Where would where would we be without you? No one knows. Truth be told, your precious soul, heart of gold, contagious smile, pick us up when we're down. We want to escape, but your hugs makes every moment worthwhile 
This being in your presence can make the saddest man smile. God blessed us with, with you to guide us in this lifestyle. So thank you for being there when we're down. Just remember, young or old, we will always be around. Love. Hey, we finna go crazy this Kumba Fest. I feel like this about to get nutty. Shoot, uh, I'll do it. Uh, uh, it's crazy because last year was the first time I really did like any of my poetry at a Kumba Fest. So, and I didn't even get to do it live. It was just a recording. So, oh no, man. Okay. I, I'm finna, I'm gonna try and get it there and try to spit something, but I don't know, man. I don't be. Sometimes I don't be feeling like it. I, even, like, in high school, we used to have, like, these district poetry-like slams. And I would always write my poem, and I'd make someone else read it. Even though I... Ghostwriter. I, I, Part of your weakness, right? You're trying to speak up? I mean, yeah. Well, that's like, it. let it shine. And, let and, it shine. <laughs> you have nothing to lose. Yeah. No, the, the movie from Disney. Oh, yeah. yeah let it shine. Too, that, too. <laughs> Writing it for other people to say it. Dr. Walker been telling me I don't speak loud enough when I'm presenting, so I guess that is uh something I might have to do. That's shocking, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you, dog. I'm loud on the football field, but that's because I'm in it. Like I'm in it. I'm in, in the it. game, but it, be in it all the time. But like <laughs> I gotta do, you gotta get your head in the game, like yeah, High School man. Musical. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. I, I'm I, I'm a oh, different yeah. person out there. Like um, in the real world. I just my approach is different because I, I, football. I, I, don't, I don't feel like I know it all, but I feel like I have enough ability and understanding of the game where I feel like my mistakes should be very minimal. Yeah. Out here in real life, I don't know what I know, what I don't know. So I kind of sit back and I try to peep. I try to understand what's happening around me, understand the game, and game peep game. So uh, I try to pick up little things and use it. That's understandable. Well, let's I, get tea, though. I, I'll say, though, uh, just to add it to another weakness, though, I feel like this is a part of just being a man in general. It's like I don't truly, like, I'm not saying, I'm not going to say I'm not empathetic, but it's a, it's a lot of times I kind of, like, second guess, like, the way I, I don't react to, like, a situation, like, that somebody has gotten themselves into, like, if somebody that got themselves into their into a bad situation, I don't look at it as like, oh man, like I, my first thought is not like, oh man, let's help him right away or help her right away. It's kind of like, gotta own your actions, kind of accountability. Like, yeah, you gotta have accountability. Like, growing up all my life, like I've had to be accountable for everything I've de- I've done, like up until this point, and I know it's only gonna keep getting like more and more, and it's. It's just kind of like, I don't want to say I'm, like, this kind of selfish saying this, but, like, I'm feeling the weight of, like, having to, like, take responsibility for, like, everything I got to do, like, regardless of anything. Like, there's no excuses for nothing. So, I feel like everybody should be held up to that standard, almost, like, if that makes sense. But I'm not 100% unempathetic, but if that's a word, but, you know, I it's could do like better. It's kind of like you sympathetic. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna care. I don't know like the true difference <laughs> between the two of them. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it's kind of like when you're like, you know how people say stop simping for you. Yeah, like don't do that. That's basically what it is. Like you're not so, empathetic. Where empathetic is like you putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. Rather than sympathetic, you like 
you feel bad, but you're like, you can do it. Like, yeah, like you can do it. Type of situation. But yeah, that's that's exactly how. I feel. <laughs> So I feel like we've been going crazy. We had a deep, deep little discussion, yeah, it's good. hitting on people's backstories. Oh my! I think we uh we might have created us a little banger. But we uh, appreciate y'all tapping in with us. Make sure y'all come back with us next episode. Peace.